Welcome to PBIS Journey to Genius. Are you in the process of implementing PBIS? Are you wondering where to start? You are in the right place. We are here to support you. Stay tuned. Welcome back. My name is Diane Farrell and I'm here with Diane Ruff. And we are doing a podcast. Diane and I have been educators for many, many years. And we've worked together. Um, she as a principal, assistant principal, me as a guidance counselor. Together we have put a PBIS system together, positive behavior intervention and supports. And we've helped our school receive many awards and recognitions. We are putting a podcast together about the beginnings of that and how we have come along to this day. So hey, Diane, what are we talking about today? Well, today is our fifth episode, which is hard to believe because I know two months ago we had the idea to do this but we Diane (laughs) with the one in had the idea and she calls me up and she says will you do this with me yes but I had no idea what I was doing (laughs) no we've come a long way in our learning curve we have so I need to explain about last week's episode if you actually listened to last week's episode I apologize for the audio the audio was not the best we know that we had some reverb in there some we had some echo 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 and we tried really hard to get that out but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we didn't. De- we decided to just go for it because I felt the message was still good. It was still good, and if you do listen to it, you start to tune it out after a while. So yeah. I said to Diane, "Let's go ahead and post it because it was really good. It was about the nuts and bolts of PBIS. If you've been listening to us, and um, we kind of got it from another teacher we were talking to who said, "What is in this for me? Like, what's a recap? What's a before you get into all the nitty gritty?" So we decided. To to do a little podcast about that. So it is really good in, in a short summary. So right. I, that's why I told Diane, I said, let's just do it. So we did. So I apologize for the audio, but it is one of these things where we're learning as we go. And so I challenge all of you to always try to learn something new because as you're learning something new, you're going to make mistakes, but that's all right because that's how we learn, right? That's how we learn. So I want to bring on Kendra Peterson. She's been a veteran teacher with us for a lot of years. Hello there. So welcome, Kendra. Uh, we're, we know that you were here at the start of PBIS. We can talk about how long Kendra's been here because Kendra and I were on the first bus together. So we, (laughs) we entered this district together, um, 36 years ago now. Um, and yes, we were first year teachers together at the same time. So Kendra has been around a very long time and we are doing this podcast where two buildings come together and form a behavior system. So that's why this has happened. So Kendra was at the large building and then she was there in the trenches when we brought those those buildings together. So that's why we're bringing her expertise today. But with every podcast, we've been doing something called your why and your aha. Um, and if you go back to the very beginning, Diane and I did that. And we're, and we're asking each guest to do that. Why did you get into education? What is your why and why did you stay? So we're, because it's a long time to stay in one career. So we're asking Kendra today, why did you become a teacher? <laughs> Well, it goes back to when I was probably when I was in grade school and all through the school years. I loved school. I loved everything about it. My teachers, the learning, the social part of it. I'd go home after school and play school, my friends and I. 
And then, like I told them, I kind of got away from a little bit when I went more towards high school and was looking at the business end of things. And then um, probably my senior year of high school, I had a teacher that said, you know, you'd make a great teacher. That's great. And so, you know, I kind of went back. I was a teacher telling Mm -hmm. me. So I kind of went back on that and thought, you know what? I think I can do this. So I ended up going to college and in my summer job, um, I worked with kids during the summer. And so I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I've got that experience. So that was kind of the beginning of um, officially becoming a teacher (laughs) and have loved it ever since. Well, that's great. And, you know, teachers out there do inspire people to become teachers. And it sounds like you were also born to be a teacher because you loved it when you were a little girl. So that's And have stayed in it. And stayed in it. Yep. I loved all my teachers and having teachers tell me that I could be a teacher, you know, that that really boosts your self-esteem and thinking, hey, I could do this. And we've loved working together all these years. So, you know, that's a thing too, you know, staying together as friends, staying at Kendra and we raised our kids together and play groups and stuff. So being friends too. It's like having a second family. It is. It 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 absolutely. That's what I've always said. So what is your aha? What is that aha moment in your teaching career? Actually, my, my, probably my first big aha actually came my first year of teaching. Um, I was teaching first grade and you kind of walk in there and you're just starting out and you have an empty room and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm in charge of this whole room and little ones and the whole thing. Can I do it or not? And there were some days I wondered, can I do this or (laughs) not? And it was probably about January and they were, I look around and we're all sitting there and they've got their little readers and I listened to everybody and they're actually, they're reading. Wow. And it was kind of like that. Oh my goodness. I helped them do that. And it was kind of like that big aha, like I do make a difference and how rewarding it was. And they do rely on me. Yes, you know, yes. so that was kind of like my big aha moment that, wow, I've got a big responsibility, but what an accomplishment I had felt for them and for myself. That's great. I love that. I, I know that, that is great. And first grade is so important. I mean, back in the day, you didn't really start to read like you do now in kindergarten. So first grade our, was that. Our first grade. Yeah. Kindergarten's kind of our first yes, grade now, but first grade, was, you know. So yeah, when that, I just, that was just such an accomplishment, I thought for them and for me, and I thought, wow. So that's fabulous. It is is amazing to see that reading process just, Mm -hmm. you know, happen. And again, like all the work you put in, the sounding out, the phonics, all the stories read to them and teaching them all the letters and sounds and they put it together. And then each grade level that I've taught, because it seems like I keep moving up, I'm now up to fourth grade. So I made it, I, I got, I got promoted, I got promoted. <laughs> and, but at each different grade level, it's just, you have more aha moments about just how much more they can do and what, you know, it's just, yeah. I've liked that change too, to, to have those different areas to work in. Well, now we're going to go back a little bit in time. So Kendra was with us when we took a large building and a small building and brought them together into one larger building. And um, last uh, two weeks ago then, and the week before that, we talked with Michelle Nervo, who was the principal at that time, and what it was like to be an administrator. But we want to talk to Kendra a little bit about what it was like to be a teacher. So now remember, she was the teacher at the larger building, and we had a smaller 
smaller building. So the larger building had about 800 and some student students in it. And then the smaller building had about 250. So you're talking about two to three times more teachers in the larger building that she was used to working with and large amount of kids. And then um, the smaller building had, you know, a third of the amount of kids and a third of the amount of teachers. So what was that like working with teachers and personalities and getting together that you hadn't really worked with before? Okay, I'm going to start back maybe a little bit first with us just being in a big building. Mm -hmm. um, in the bu big building, with um, when we were teaching, within that building, of course, we're all having um, different discipline management systems. At that time, we're kind of, it was left up to each individual classroom yes. and how you wanted to manage that classroom. You might have your, um, you know, your basic rules that, you know, should be followed. But within that system, even within a grade level, we would have s at least six teachers per grade level. So even at a grade level, we might have a different system and then throughout the building. So we all kind of did what we thought, you know, we would do or one year might change or I might try this kind of thing, depending on the group. But again, it was kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean, it worked for how it wanted to work in your room, but as a consistency across the building, you know, how I might think something might be a disciplinary issue for the office or for the principals might be considered different for another person. Yes. So that was even within our own district or in our big building. And then especially coming in as a new teacher, you're coming in and it's like, oh my goodness, I'm in charge of, I got to set up my room. I've got to get some kind of organization and a management system. So that's going on, but we all kind of had, but we had that flow and what our feel of our building was and how we would do things. And then when we came together with our two schools, now we're bringing in two different groups of big building. When you start to look at a small building, you're go, oh, wow. I didn't know that could work because they had different systems set up that they used. Yes. But it was different than what we had. And then, of course, they, it was trying to mesh those two together about how can we get on a consistent plan for that because right. some things they were doing like, Oh my gosh, that would be a great idea. How would we do it at our big level? You know? Yes. So we kind of bring it brought in those two different ideas. The other part is though, we're also the inconsistency of that because we had, we had students and mixed from both buildings in your room and they might be um, used to one system and our group that might have been used to a different system. So because they we had different a, language, even because they, they would used have different like languages, rule violations, and they did fun Fridays. And we up at the big building, we hadn't done that type of no, stuff. No, we did not have that. So we did. So even the students not had only different expectations. Expectations, and how you know, I guess the thing was, how do we get you know us on the same page and our students, and to have that run smoothly? So it you know, it's a big difference between, you know, the sizes of our buildings, I think. It too. was. And so, yeah, there was some frustration there. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even coming out of the big building, because we were all kind of doing our own thing. And we didn't have a system, a building system. And then we bring in this other building, and they did have a little bit of a system, or actually a system. They did have yeah. it. There was only about 12 teachers and they had put a system together. Right. Yes. And, and we're kind of looking at thinking, wow, that's great. How can that you know, happen how can, here? How can that work here? How can we embrace that too? Yes. Because I really liked a lot of the things that they were doing. We were, we just had never done, you know, so on do you, that. Do you remember specific changes that you wanted to make maybe once we were all together in this building? You know, as you're seeing some of 
feeling some of the frustration and then also hearing about their system? Did you see things that you maybe wanted to change? Yeah, I think like, especially with us, and you know, we would meet in our, you know, TBTs as a grade level, which was very beneficial with us coming together as a staff, because we had worked separately. Now we're going to be, you know, joining as a team. So it was very um, informative and very good to talk and see what, you know, what systems they had. And it's like, oh, yeah, we would like to come up with some kind of reward system that all of our students could earn you know, we would like, okay, so what are the steps for earning that reward system? You know, mm-hmm. a, a nice systematic approach. And I think that's kind of where we started talking, at least at our grade level, to, you know, come up with trying to be on the same page. So all of our fourth graders had the same expectations. All of them were being rewarded, you know, or having consequences that were the same. It wasn't like, well, they do this, they do that. So yes. it's more trying to build them as us as a team and a family, really. But as you... As you're saying that, and I understand that, and that's where all of that came from, but not every teacher in the building felt the way you did. No. So not everybody was all on board with someone else telling them how to do the discipline and what discipline, like, you know, we had a lot, since people hadn't put all their input into it, it wasn't, you know, you, I could see you saying, well, I kind of liked some of the things that they were doing and I'd like to, but not everybody was saying that. Well, and you, if you think about it, it wasn't a whole building. Right. This is just us six. At the grade level. It's just us six teachers at the grade level right. talking, talking about these. About it, but we're talking about the whole building, and, which is well, like 40 teachers. That's a whole other <laughs> issue. That's a whole different issue. But, you know, for us, it's like, but it's still, it's still give and take, you know, because yes. you, because, you know, we have that ownership of our classroom mm-hmm. and we run it the way, you know, you can, that you want to run your classroom and the management. So it's that give and take. Yeah. And I think that conversation got started some, you know, but again, it was initiated within us, you know, nobody is telling us, you know, kind of to do that. So we have some teachers, because that did happen, that are jumping on Mm -hmm. with some of these new things. Some teachers are, some people started Fun Fridays, some people start, you know, but not everybody did. Mm -hmm. So then we've got some doing that, some doing that. And then um, some people had different expectations as to what should go to the office. Some people did not, you know, so they kept it more in their classroom. So what... What did you think about that whenever, because I remember you were more of a person that tried to handle a lot in your classroom, but then was it like, when should I send them to the, like where, oh, that was, that that was, that was a big, that's a big thing. Cause I guess I came under, uh, how I came about and how I am. I'm usually, I'm, I'll take care of the things or my issues or, you know, the problems. I don't want to bother anybody else, you know, kind of. You know, I don't want to make that someone else's problem. You know, I can handle this. But there is that fine line of when do you, you know, make that an issue that is this a major discipline? Is it something bigger than I am kind of thing? And again, then there's, you know, other people had different personalities or different styles. So that was kind of hard for me because I kind of took it as I need to keep it and solve it in my classroom because if I'm not solving it in my classroom, maybe they think I can't handle it. Uh-huh. I think I, a lot of teachers big, you know what I mean? feel that way. Then, you yes. know, if you were drowning. Even if you're drowning, you don't want them to know you're drowning. <laughs> yes. You know, because you just had that, I should be able to handle this. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, back then where and you I know. And I look back on it too. Um, but then Diana and I always say this: these one words, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't realize what it would be like to share that I'm oh, really no. struggling yes. with this student. How can we get help for that? I had the same feelings when I was a teacher like you. If I'm not dealing with this, the administration is going to look at me as someone who can't handle this. My other teachers are even going to look at me as someone who can't handle this. And, you know, that's a feeling that you have as a teacher. And then you're just like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Where how we've come so far in getting that help and feeling that way. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. This is... How do we make that happen? And um, so you're telling us there was frustrations on what should we go to the office about? What shouldn't we go to the office about? He's sending him to the office for this. I don't know whether I should. I don't want the office to be mad at me. There wasn't any like set plans on that mm-hmm. yet. And you know, you were part of the RTI process with us. Yes, from the time. beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were beginning to hear about some, you know, some things that we could maybe do with... Um, with behavior. But one of the things uh, Diane and I were also hearing about was love and logic at that mm-hmm. time. And, you know, so we're starting at the RTI, we're starting to hear about PBIS a little bit. We're also realizing here in the office with Michelle Nervo and um, Diane and myself that we needed a common philosophy in the building. And so we found love and logic. So we just thought it was a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we bought the books for we everyone. All the books, every and book we could find. We thought, you know, if the entire staff reads it, they'll love it. And uh, Diane and I will do the legwork on it, and we'll be—they won't have to. Good to go. We'll just give it to them. So, what were your thoughts whenever when you were handed that, that book, book <laughs> that summer? When when Diane and I had done all this, and and it's okay, you're not going to hurt our feelings. <laughs> um, we said because just a little caveat on that. PBIS doesn't give you a manual. Mm-mm, Sometimes mm-mm. you want a manual because you think that's the easiest. But at thing. that time, we didn't even know about PBIS yes. really. So you, so you want something, and so we and thought we were looking this love for and something. logic would be something that we could build it all on. Uh, so we just said, "Here you go. Read this book this summer, and this is what we're going to do next year." What do you think about that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go two ways on that. One. I'm a rule follower, so I will read the book. And you did. And you I did. did. Re- and I did. I did read the book. Wait, how many people do you think? How what's the percentage? I have no idea. Was, how many teachers? Come on, you. They talk. I know. <laughs> my team partner and I did because that's how we roll. Okay. And I will. And I'll come back to that because I found there were some good things in that. We're not bashing love and logic. No, because we're no. bashing the, or we're telling what it's, it's like. It's the process to of just put it out there. Oh yes. no, not the system. Because yes. actually, there was very good things that. I guess it's when anytime you have something just shoved at you and says, "Read this. We're going to do it." It's kind of like, where's my input? What mm-hmm. about what? It, how do you know it's going to work? How do you know it's going to work for me? Why are you making decisions for my classroom? Yes, because still, it's that's where you're at. You know, with it, I did read it. Um, there was some good things in it with the language and things I could use. But to me, it again, it was going to be, am I using it? But is someone else going to use it? You know, it still wasn't that, hey, we're all on board with this. Yes. Because sometimes as soon as some, you give something to somebody, it's like, not going to do it, you know, mm-hmm. because you don't have that ownership. You so have let's, to let's have take ownership. a minute and talk about yes. that, Kendra. I, I so feel like you, ownership. so we, Diane and I have talked about this before. Good teachers have a withitness about them. They make decisions all day long. What kind of teacher personality do you think you are? 
I think I, I, I said, I think I am the one that has the withness because I mean, you have, and I agree with that 100%. because you have to have, um, you have to have manage good, strong management. You have to have control. You have to be able to solve problems quickly. Um, all day long, all day long. Cause every day, every minute is, you never know what's going to happen. Right. But you have to be able to deal with each thing as it comes along and you have to have um, a good background of that and be able to be flexible. Mm-hmm. So, it, and you have to anticipate incidents or problems. You do. There is a lot of anticipation. Oh, you make a good, good point you know, there. And make that yes. decision. I mean, like right when, away. You, I mean, you're making split decisions is as I'm thinking about, you know, simple as how am I going to pass out my science materials or whatever. I'm Absolutely. already thinking, you know, three steps ahead. If I don't do this, I can see this going to happen. So you kind of got to have that anticipation of what could work and what can go wrong within and that And good second, teachers you know? have that. So I guess our message to all of us, because we've learned, we learned the hard way that if we want a teacher, which we do, we want a whole staff of them that does that all day long. Yes. Then we can't turn around and take that trait away from them and not have them make decisions and input on our strategies and what we're going to do with behavior management and what we're going to do in the classroom. We can't do that because that's not the personality they have. That's not the personality mm-hmm. we want. So we don't want to turn it around and then because it's not going to go over and mm-hmm. it didn't. Right, right. So, yeah, it, love and logic. We're it's actually a really good philosophy. There's a and lot of good things. You can use it within the framework of your discipline plan of how you deal with situations with students when and they arise. But again, it's not like an actual framework or a discipline. I don't know how to say yeah, like, like a, a program, program type. Mm-hmm. It's how to deal with situations, how to prevent situations kind of thing. Which is actually very complimentary to PBIS. Oh, mm-hmm. I still use it's a good I read. still use a mm-hmm. lot of the it is. you know techniques in that, but it still wasn't bringing us all on the same it page. <laughs> And again, there's going to be that pushback too. And I kind of felt too like, okay, so now I have to do this. I think I'm doing okay right as I'm doing it, you know? Yes. So it's kind of that, you got to have that ownership. So when as it a kind teacher. of failed and fizzled a little bit, and we decided to call everybody to that June meeting, why did you come? Because I wanted to be a part of it and have my voice in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Absolutely. wanted your voice. Heard. I want my voice in there. I want to be part with a of choice. it. Yes, <laughs> I wanted. I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted my uh, opinion heard. You know, I wanted to hear other people's opinion. Mm-hmm. And can we find that common ground that we could all work with? I and love agree what she with. just said there because she didn't come with the, this is going to be my stuff. Like I want to do what I want to do. And I want to come here because I don't want you to make me do anything different. That's not why she came. She came because she wanted to be a part of making yes. the whole program that would be common. And that is so important. Being a part of it, not running it being a part of it. And And then so important. Your voice, Mm -hmm. having a voice in the whole process. And I think all 25 other teachers that came felt the same way. You know, they wanted, Mm -hmm. they were very interested in what we were going to do. They wanted their voice heard. They wanted to hear other ideas. And uh, that particular day was, I thought just one of the most productive days, most probably productive days of, of anything, my yes. whole career. Right. And you also have to think too, when we're a building, you know, when our preschool through five, you know, yes. Um, you know, we have, there's, it's a, 
primary and intermediate, there's a big difference a lot of times too in how things happen. There is a lot of difference. That's that, a good point, Kendra. It's a big one. It's a you big know, point. because it's it really is. I mean, we know there's some school buildings that are strictly intermediate buildings and some are, you know, mm-hmm. pre or you know, primary buildings. <laughs> we got a building that spans from preschool to fifth grade. Right. How are we going to make this work across the grade levels? Yes. So, you know, you have to have that, you know, input from Every Everybody. member of the grade level. Right. And sometimes we have to, you know, well, this could work at the primary, but how are we going to tweak it a little bit better here at the intermediate or vice versa right. kind of thing? So we had so even we had to have all those grade levels. However many people came, which we were lucky enough, we had representation from everyone. But mm-hmm. we made sure, and we're going to continue to talk about this and go on with our next guest next week, um, how we chose out of those people and all those thoughts and feelings that core group that then went on to make this with representation, kindergarten, all the way up. Like everybody had to have a voice, everybody, every grade level. And then they were in charge of going back and helping their grade level understand what was going on. So that was so important. Kendra's last And even comment. some of our, I know Absolutely. even a little bit with the RTI, when we did a little bit of it, we even had our art teacher, our music teacher yes, in yes. our gym, because, you know, they have, they handle our children outside of our classroom, but they still have, you know, are part of the system and the discipline. So that was important. And that's you a know, great too. thing to say too, because this system goes into the, those specials. Into the specials. Mm-hmm. Cafeteria. Our, I mean, yeah, cafeteria. Yes, mm-hmm. our educational aides, everyone. Well, thank I think, you so much, yes. Kendra, for coming. You've been a great guest. You have. I mean, we loved hearing from you and from you, Kendra. And also, we would love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at pbisjourneytogenius at gmail.com. And you can also find us on our school um, website, Minerva Elementary. So just look for us We there. are on different platforms. So we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on different. But if you just want to go to Minerva Elementary mm-hmm. website, you can click on us right there and listen to our episodes. So thank you so much for staying with us on episode five voice with the choice i'm diane farrell and i'm diane ruff join us next week on our pbis journey to genius when our episode will be the beginnings creating the why thank you thank you see you next time